I would like to welcome Professor George Buckus, Director of the Comprehensive Hypertension Center at the University of Chicago Medicine. At the recent ESC Congress, you chaired a very interesting session on the cardiorenal benefits of phenylrenone, which is indicated for the treatment of chronic kidney disease associated with type 2 diabetes, and which is now approved both in the US and in Europe. Thank you for joining us today and sharing your insights with our audience. Thank you for having me. I would like to ask you to talk a bit about this patient population. Why is there a high unmet need for new treatments in addition to standard of care in patients living with chronic kidney disease and type 2 diabetes? So there's uh, the audience has to understand that chronic kidney disease goes in stages. And so once people have estimated glomerular filtration rates or kidney function that is reduced uh, to levels at least 50 to 60% below normal, people get scared of medications and they don't give medications in the right doses. And consequently, patients, uh, they don't even give certain types of medications, which we know will slow progression of kidney disease. And so then the patient really is undertreated. The other problem is there is three times, three and a half times the incidence of heart failure in people with kidney failure and kidney disease. And so there needs to be something that not only helps protect the kidney from further decline, but also protects the heart. And so the need for the proper dosing of renin angiotensin system blockers, ACE inhibitors, ARBs is important. We have the SGLT2s which is a critical part of the paradigm to treat these patients. And now we have the non-steroidal mineralocorticoid receptor antagonist. That's a lot of words, finerenone. And this is a new class of agents. And this class of agents, like the SGLT2s, when you add them to a blocker, like an ACE inhibitor or an angiotensin receptor blocker, help additionally protect the kidney and the heart from progression and development of heart failure. Uh, as you mentioned, the phenylrenone is a non-steroidal selective mineral corticoid receptor antagonist. Uh, what are the main uh, differences uh, when compared to widely used spironolactone or pleuronone regarding the affinity to receptors and so consequently clinical effects and side effects? So this is an excellent question. There are many, many differences. The specificity for the receptor is the best with phenerenone, not so good with spironolactone. Spironolactone has a lot of active metabolites, and those active metabolites can last up to three weeks. They are the ones causing a lot of the side effects and a lot of the problems. The blood pressure lowering effect of spironolactone is a little better than the blood pressure lowering effect of phenerenone, but phenerenone does not get in the brain. Spironolactone does. Phenerenone does not cause gynecomastia. Spironolactone does. There are other changes on the receptor. The binding of the receptor is tighter and better with phenerenone than it is spironolactone. The hyperkalemia risk is less with phenerenone than it is with spironolactone. And the interesting thing is the half-life of phenerenone is only two to three hours, and yet you have a 24-hour effect. Whereas with spironolactone, 
spinal lactone alone, it's one day, 24 hours. But if you figure the metabolites, it's close to one month. So it's very, very different. They're very different chemically, and they're very different in terms of how they behave and how they pay, how they interact with the patient in terms of a safety profile. Mm -hmm. Two large uh, phase three studies, Fidelio and uh, Figaro, evaluated uh, the effects of phenerenone on top of standard of care on uh, renal and uh, cardiovascular outcomes in patients with CKD and uh, type 2 diabetes. Uh, could you share the principal findings of these studies with the audience? So when we designed both the Fidelio and the Figaro trial, we designed one protocol that would take, we could use different endpoints and obviously different numbers of patients, but basically we could then put everybody together in one analysis. And so this is what we did. So the Fidelio trial was a kidney outcome trial with a secondary cardiovascular endpoint. The Figaro trial was a cardiovascular outcome trial with a kidney endpoint that was secondary. And when we put them together, we had over 13,000 patients in the fidelity analysis. And this fidelity analysis is the biggest database of a single um, endpoint, um, not single endpoint, single trial combined. So it's not a meta-analysis. It's very distinctive. And basically, from that, what we found was very simply this. The cardiovascular outcome reduction, which was a MACE endpoint, MI, um, cardiac death, non-fatal stroke, and um, hospitalization for heart failure was thrown in there. There was a 14% risk reduction in that group. And in the kidney um, population, we used doubling of creatinine. That's a 57% decline in a serum creatinine. <clears throat> time to dialysis or renal death. And there we got a 23% risk reduction. Now, what's really important is if you look at the individual components, if you put it together, if you use phenerenone, you'll get a 22% reduction in hospitalization for heart failure, and you'll get a 20% reduction in people going to dialysis. Now that's on top of maximal dose, because that's what's different in this study compared to other studies, maximal dose ACE or ARB. And so I think it's important for the listener to understand that this is not just low dose ACE or low dose ARB. We made sure they were on maximal doses, like 100 of Losartan or 320 of Valsartan, those kinds of doses, plus phenerenone. In, in what uh, range of uh, CKD, so in which uh, stages can phenerenone be beneficial? Excellent, excellent question. So we, in the, in the analysis, you can have a GFR up to 90 and as low as 25. The majority of the patients, the majority, 90 plus percent, were in a range between 75 and 30. So if you're anywhere in that range, you got this benefit. And even outside the range, you got the benefit, but we had fewer patients. Uh, where is phenerenone's place in the current guidelines? So the listener needs to understand that now in the kidney arena, we have moved up into the ranks of the heart failure cardiologist. The heart failure cardiologist has four pillars of therapy. 
that they use, and they use all of them to maximally reduce the risk in heart failure, not just for hospitalization, but for death. We now have three pillars of therapy. We have the RAS blockers at maximal dose, SGLT2s, and now finerenone. Where does it fit? Well, finerenone <clears throat> should be given to anybody that has albuminuria, and I forgot to mention this, but it's critical that a person gets a spot urine for an albumin creatinine ratio. And if you don't have that, then you really don't have a full diagnosis of whether the patient has kidney disease or the magnitude of the kidney disease. So this is critical. So in people that have any kind of albuminuria, especially if it's greater than 300 milligrams per day, absolutely, they should be on finerenone. Even if they're on an SGLT2, they still need more help because they're spilling a lot of protein. And that is an indicator of kidney disease progression. So they need this, they need that. The other thing is potassium sometimes can be a problem if the potassium levels are high because this does block aldosterone. So potassium levels could go higher. So patients that have potassium issues should not be avoided. This drug should not be avoided, but the patient should be educated on a low potassium diet. And you start with a lower dose. You start with 10 milligrams instead of 20 milligrams. And that way, you're, and you should check the potassium within a month just to make sure everything's okay. And then if it is, then you can move up to 20 milligrams. But anybody with a GFR below 60, below 60, should start with 10, regardless. Uh, do we have uh, data on the efficacy of phenarenone uh, with non-diabetic uh, CKD patients or in other indications? So that's an excellent question, and I will be able to answer that for you in about two years. Uh, we're, doing, we're doing a study right now called Fine CKD, and that is exclusively in people without diabetes. So that's something very important. We're also doing a study called the CONFIDENCE trial. Now, this trial is looking specifically at the combination of an SGLT2 with finerenone on albuminuria reduction in exactly the same kinds of patients that we just published to look at whether there's an additive effect on albuminuria or not. There appears to be in animal studies, there's a hint in the clinical studies, but we can't say anything definitive. So that's why we're doing this study. And lastly, there's a fine arts uh, heart failure study. And in this study, it's specifically looking at HEF-PEF, heart failure with preserved ejection fraction. And it's going to be an outcome trial. And that's recruiting right now. And again, so all of these are between one and three years down the road. What is your personal clinical experience with uh, finerenone in terms of tolerability, side effects, discontinuation? So I now have about three dozen patients, about 35, 36 patients on finerenone with an SGLT2 and a maximally tolerated dose of an Acer and ARB. I have to say that I have been amazed at the benefits, we had people with three grams of proteinuria that I've been able to reduce to 500 milligrams. So it's really dramatic, some of the things that I'm seeing. You should also, the listener should also know that when you first start this, the GFR may drop a little bit. Don't worry about that. 
as long as it doesn't drop more than 30% from where you started, you should be fine. And that will pan out as we go on. And, and we actually published this too when we put the original papers out a couple of years ago. So it's important to understand what the physiology is and what the pharmacology is so you make proper decisions along the way and not get scared. Professor Bakis, thank you very much for the interview. Well, thank you very much. It was very nice talking with you.